First, I have a confession to make. I have been preparing for this whole past week for the word Emmanuel, for the homily for today. And when I come walking in this morning and I saw love, I almost had a heart attack. Almost. So, <laughs> lucky you for some of you. I would have been, oh, please. Anyway, today, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> We're going to go back. <laughs> we got to do it Emmanuel because that's what I've been preparing for. And that's what all the readings do. I don't know how this got mixed. I don't know. So, Emmanuel is what we're going to talk about. Love and Emmanuel at all has the same to do with each other. And uh, Emmanuel means God with us. That's what the first reading talked about, and that's what the Gospel talks about. He shall be named Emmanuel. You know, yesterday, as I was driving up to uh, Cleveland, I always listen to what I listen to. I only have two preset radio stations in my car. Well, really three. But the first one is the Christian station, the second one is PRI, and the third one, when I listen to it once every other month, would be uh, Classy 100, because I like to listen to Delilah. It must mean I'm getting old. And <laughs> Delilah. Now, anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, she helps. You know, she's very calming. And, oh, do you know your love tonight? It's one of those things. But yesterday I was listening to uh, PRI. And it has this uh, one guy who goes around. He was doing something on faith. And it talked about in the middle of Texas, this guy built a cross that's nine stories tall, 200 feet tall. And it's big steel. And he wanted to do it. It cost him $500,000. And people come from all over and are driving along the the uh, highway, they see this cross getting bigger and bigger, and they stop and they pray, and they're interviewing people. And at the bottom of the base of this cross, it has statues of Jesus Christ. And uh, so it was this one girl they had interviewed, and she'd been away from God. She was in college, and she was sitting there talking about, you know, I just thought that life is, the last couple of weeks, she says, life has just been so meaningless for me. You know, I'm the biggest partier in my school. I have parties, and what she called them was bonfires, you know. I would have four bonfires a week, sometimes more. And everybody would come around and would just sit there at the bonfire and everybody would get high and get drunk. And about three weeks ago, she says, you know, just start, is this what it is? She looked around at her friends and she says, none of them want to grow up. They're not going to grow up. Is this what I want with my life? And then she started searching. And when she got to this cross, she stopped and she started to pray. And then she went to the one statue there of Christ. And she was saying that when she went up and she touched that statue, and she touched his face especially, she was transformed. Because here, for her, Jesus was just not some otherworldly figure. But he was human. He was one of us. And see, that's what God is at Emmanuel. That's what the readings talk about today. That the God of the universe becomes one of us. And He embraces us. And it's this love that propels Him to come and be with us. You know, every one of us knows about love. You know, I'm told all the time, Father, we love You. And you know, we say to each other, I love You. And it's all very nice. But again, love isn't real that it becomes enfleshed and fleshed around us. So for centuries we have heard from God, 
God saying, I love you with an age-old love I have loved you. You know, through the prophets. You know, here is my covenant of love with you. I love you, I love you. And we go, very nice, God. Okay, you do all this great stuff for us. Nice. But we still need God in the flesh to feel that love. And so that's what God knew. And so this God did not just talk about loving us. did not just say from on high, I love you. But He came and He got inside of us and became this Emmanuel, this God in flesh, so we could feel this love, we could touch this love, we could embrace this love. And this God of love, this Emmanuel, does not only stay 2,000 years ago. That's not what it's about. Okay, Jesus was alive 2,000 years ago and every year we go through this uh, play that we remember, okay, Jesus isn't here, we're waiting for Him to come back. No, no, no. Jesus was born then. And then He says, now I am with you always. And then He says, I am inside of you through baptism. And so what does it mean for us? That we, the people of Jesus Christ, the people of God, must be God in flesh. We must be Emmanuel to each other. And not that we are take on His divinization. Not that we become God. We're not talking about that garbage. We're talking about letting the God who was born 2,000 years ago and was born in different times in each of our hearts, that we let this God truly take on my flesh and truly then be flesh to others. You see what that is? That I need to let God take on my flesh to truly live inside of me. Not again pie in the sky when you die, but today, really, right here with everybody I meet. That I let God take on my flesh, become Emmanuel within me, and then I become His presence to others. You see, when we're talking about that journey of God to us, that journey of God to us goes through us to the world. That is how God touches the world through us. And so what is then my duty? My duty is to be the same as God was. And it talks about God is love. Huh? We hear it again and again, so then I must be love. And not just talk about it, I need to enflesh it. And again, please, you've heard a thousand times, love isn't just la-la. Love is being willing to give up your life for other people. And this love in the flesh got to be real. You know, like I talk about Mary all the time. You know, we forget that Mary was afraid at first when she was said to become the mother of God. We want to make God this otherworldly, or the saints, these otherworldly people with nice facial plastic faces, the nice statues that look like this. They had bad days and they had good days. Sometimes they were short with people, sometimes they were very loving. But they were human beings and God and fleshed Himself through their humanity. And what needs to be real is that we got to be real. Real people who allow the God of the universe to work through me in spite of me. You got that? So that we can be, you know, have our good days, have our bad days. You look at and sometimes smile, sometimes not. But that one, two, with my whole being, bring Christ to other people. that got to be my desire. Sometimes you and I will do that great. Sometimes we'll do that miserably. But my desire still got to be to be this enfleshed 
God to others through my own humanity. Emmanuel. Is that my desire? The second thing that I got to do is, what's he do? He says, and he shall be named Jesus because why? If you want to open your Bibles very fast with me there to Matthew chapter 1. This is in your pew Bibles if you have them. <laughs> if you don't, you should have your own by now. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 and following. Very good. And we're going to go right to verse 20, 21. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because why? He will save his people from their sins. So what you and I then got to do, if we're going to be Emmanuel, if we're going to let God become flesh inside of us this Christmas, then what I got to be is a person of forgiveness. To really enflesh that forgiveness. You know, now again, I as a priest do that every day. I always, there isn't one day I don't think in my life anymore that I don't hear confessions. So to be that, this past Friday at prep, you know, I got up to the community because, you know, at prep there's a people about 50% hate me and 50% love me. There's usually no in between. Huh? It's usually Father Larry's the biggest, I ain't going to say the word, or Father Larry's a nice guy, it's just a facade. So what I did is I got up in front of the community at prep and I said, you know, I've got to say I'm sorry for not always being the perfect priest. Just like I'm not always the perfect priest here. Every time I smile, someone writes about smiling. Every time I go like this, everybody, do you have to do that? Every time I yell at Jackie, constantly, no matter what I'm doing, I'm a person that's watched 24 hours a day. Every movement that I make is watched. Everything. I can't do anything without someone making a comment. Do you know what you did, Father? I know. So what you've got to do for me and for each other is be people of what? Forgiveness. He will save people from their sins. Not He will encapsulate them in their sins. Not He's going to beat them over the head with their sins. But He's going to set them free. So I ask the community of prep, gentlemen, teachers, you need to be God's instrument of forgiveness to me as I have been to you. I am not a perfect priest, as you all know. But what we got to do, instead of just judging the unperfect priest, is to allow him to know forgiveness. And then I can be more forgiving. Then I can be more Christ. Huh? So when we talk about the Emmanuel God is with us, then what we've got to be for each other, and not just for the priest, not just for the thing, but for your family, for the people. You know, when these two kids are fighting up over here for who's going to get the candle... You know, when people in our community don't talk to each other, when they gossip about each other, when one tries to have power over another, we've got to be Emmanuel to each other and be the forgiveness of God to each other. That's what Christmas is about. It's being the God present within each of us and being the one who sets each other free from their sins. Not okaying sin, Setting people free from sin. Big difference. So if we this Christmas and every day of our lives are going to be Emmanuel, are going to be the God who journeys towards the world through us, we're going to be love to each other, we're going to allow God to take our flesh with all its humanity, we're going to be mercy and forgiveness to each other. And this Christmas, 
and not just Christmas, but every day of our lives, we will set each other free from our sins. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know His love today and forever. Amen.